0: Focus on Headline. All right, let's take a look at what major issues are making the headlines today on Focus on Headline. For this, uh, joining us in the studio today, we have our reporters in Ijiang and Changana. Guys, welcome back.
1: Good evening. Good evening. Good
0: evening to you guys. We are going to start things off with some uh, important developments concerning, of course, Japan's plan to discharge the contaminated water from the Fukushima nuclear power plant. Uh, We've been following up on this. Uh, Earlier this week, we had the IAEA Director General Rafael Grossi visit Japan. Uh, The IAEA has submitted their final report. We know that the IAEA and the South Korean government are going to be conducting their own analysis, joint analysis as well. All of this coming and of course, we have also have South Korean government uh, reviewing independently on what the analysis of the contaminated water is and the release plans here. Uh, they did announce the safety or the, I guess, the results of their Analysis. Uh, Chiang, start us off here. What, what's the detail uh, on the announcement made by the South Korean government earlier today?
2: Uh, sure, SJ. Now, on Friday morning, the government announced that if Tokyo Electric Power Company or TEPCO's plan proceeds as expected, it will be suitable. Uh, for the discharge standards and targets and comply with international standards set by organizations such as the International Atomic Agency, or IAEA. Now, the review has been conducted since 2021 by the Korea Institute of Nuclear Safety, or KINS, uh, under the guidance of the South Korean government. Now, this was discussed today in a briefing held by Pang Mung-kyu, is the chief officer uh, officer of the Government Policy Coordina- Organization and Yugu Kyi, who's the chairman of the Nuclear Safety Committee. Now both of them made it clear that their judgment is based on the idea that Tepco will carry out their plan just as they they've said they would. Now the government has also confirmed the purification within the standard limits since mid two thousand and nineteen by the Alps. Um, now this is a key facility in the treatment process. Now in the event of equipment failure, it's believed that adequate follow up actions uh, were performed. Now. Now, as for uh, tritium, uh, which cannot be removed by Alps, they verified that it could be sufficiently diluted with seawater to meet the discharge target, and the government will continuously monitor Japan's data, including stage-by-stage measurements to confirm the treated water meets the discharge standards and also the targets.
0: All right, so all of this, of course, uh, we did... I mean, come on! I mean, we did expect uh, that the South Korean the South Korean government already came out. They said they respect the reports that came mm-hmm. out with the IAEA, which means that uh, even before uh, they sub- submitted their analysis earlier today, that they were probably going to say, "Well, they're okay with the standards set by TEPCO and the uh, Japanese government." So. All of this, what does it mean for the future then?
2: Uh, Well, South Korea is saying they're going to keep tabs on the situation um, even after the discharge, but you can't help but feel there's a lot of second guessing going on. Uh, Sure, they've given a nod to the IAEA's comprehensive report, but they're holding back on any final verdict until they've seen every single detail and the feasibility of Japan's ultimate discharge plan. Now, any missteps in the water treatment plan And you can bet there's going to be a a firestorm of scrutiny in South Korea. But the real question here is, why are they waiting until uh, after that fact? Now, it's worrying to think that if Japan's plan isn't bulletproof, any mistakes could lead to irreversible damage in South Korean water. So it's a serious gamble, and we can only hope they know what they're doing.
0: The weird thing is, again, you know, we had I had a back and forth with our uh, Tokyo correspondent, and mm-hmm. uh, you know he showed me a map and things like that. And the way that the Japanese media is sort of portraying this whole issue is that the the contaminated water is not going to reach South Korea, which mm-hmm. is not true. Uh, you have the warm water, and and I love how the the map that he showed with the warm water. There's the warm water and the cold water. Mm-hmm. The warm water actually does not enter uh, South Korean waters, but the cold water does. But they bloated up the cold the the warm water portion, saying that it's not really going to enter but we've had reports previously that it is going to enter the south korean Mm. waters it's going to go in through busan it's going to go through jeju it's going to hit the the ec area and so i don't know why they keep saying all this but it's the transparency that's the problem right Mm -hmm. now and uh, even with uh, if you remember a few months ago we had the the independent uh, uh, team uh, go into Mm -hmm well, they went to Fukushima and trying to get it, whatever you know, information is mm-hmm. possible. But they had, there was limited information that I think TEPCO and the Japanese give, government had given them, which is why the independent uh, team that went there after they came back and they released their statement, they said, well, we couldn't really judge by what we had in the two or three days of the trip. And so we need more information. And so a
2: lot of waste of time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So again,
0: the the transparency is the big problem. And again, this is, I know this has become a political thing but it has nothing to do with politics right now. It's about giving Again, it's scientific Mm -hmm. and also whether or not there's going to be enough transparency and again, For the South Korean government to say, as long as TEPCO does it the way that they said they're going to do, probably no problem. But Mm -hmm. the problem is, previously, uh, you know, they had times where they really did not share some of the crucial information, for example, leakages in some of Mm the uh, facilities and things like that. And so it's little things like that where the trust issue kind of gets a little bit shaky. But Mm -hmm. the South Korean government, though, uh, they advised TEPCO, which, again, Plans to discharge this contaminated Mm -hmm. water to shorten the frequency of inspections of its Alps liquid uh, sorry, the advanced liquid Mm -hmm. uh, processing system, this is uh, Alps here and to take additional measures for radionuclides Mm -hmm. not measured at the Alps Hannah, you have more on this. Yes,
1: sure Now the government which reviewed the safety of the contaminated water discharge plant at Japan's Fukushima Daiichi Nuclear Power Plant released a scientific review report that combines the findings of more than two years of inspections and the report includes recommendations from the Korean government to Japan. Now, the first advice and recommendation is to shorten the inspection interval as the cross-flow filter in the Elves repeatedly breaks down. And between 2014 and 2021, this component had about five to six operational failures. And either the filter is not filtering out the sediment properly or there is a gap in the dis- a drainage pipe that makes it leak. In this case, radionuclides are released into the tree water. Now, Yugoki, the chairperson of the Nuclear Safety and Security Commission, said in a briefing, the government has called for a shorter inspection cycle from the current three years and a more detailed inspection. And the second advice and recommendation is to add more radionuclides uh, when measuring the radioactive concentration of the inlet and outlet of Alps. Currently, TEPCO measures nuclides in the K4 tank, which stores contaminated water, but not at the outlet of Alps. And the third recommendation, recommendation is to strengthen radiation impact assessments. And in particular, the assessment should reflect the effects of long-term exposure to radiation on human health and the environment. And now the last advice is to assess the levels of radiation doses in residents living in the vicinity of Fukushima. Now, Yuguki said that the radiation doses in residents living nearby Fukushima should be assessed based on actual radioactive emissions, which means that more real numbers are required, not assumptions. And the South Korean government said this is what it is asking Japan to do for now, but it will continue to make recommendations whenever necessary measures are identified going forward.
0: Yeah, so this was what I was talking about with the Alps uh, repeatedly breaking down, mm-hmm. and there were they found out, and it could be maybe, I, I don't know. And if I were to look at this class fall, and now that we have you know better relations, South Korean government right now has better relations with the this Japanese government right now, there might be more communication on this level. But previously, when there was failures amongst the, the, the ALPS facility and also the, the filter system and the, the drainage, pa- mm-hmm. there was leaks. They didn't report this. It was one of those things where like, if there's a leakage, you have, kind of have to tell everyone else, hey, listen, right. I mean, this is not working. They were hiding this. And that was where the whole idea of transparency Of came down, they were like, Mm -hmm. We we can't trust whatever information that Mm -hmm. uh TEPCO or the Japanese government is issuing out because they hid this fact. And so, again, as long as everything goes well, I think it's okay, but it's little things like this if there are leakages, if there are any kind of problems, hey. You know, mistakes happen, problems happen, mm-hmm. but you need to be transparent with this information, is what I'm trying to say exactly. here. Uh, we also have reports that the South Korean government ha- has some new regulations in place regarding seafood from Fukushima. Uh, tell us more about this, Jiang.
2: Sure. Now, in today's briefing, the South Korean government also expressed that they will continue to regulate imports of seafood from Fukushima um, as they have since. <clears throat> excuse me, as they have since September 2013. And they plan to maintain these restrictions until they can assure the public of its safety. Now, they also announced that uh, they'll intensify checks on seafood distributed domestically. Now, the government currently prohibits Imports of all seafood and select agriculture products from eight prefectures, including Fukushima in Japan. Now, Mungyu, the chief of the State Coordination Office, emphasized in his briefing that the government is serious about managing the safety of seafood, and he mentioned that there were no cases found to be uh, unfit from about 76,000 inspections of domestically produced and distributed seafood since the nuclear act. in Japan since 2011 and they even plan to double the number of inspections um, this year from 4,000 to 8,000 now to reassure the local seafood industry the government has stated that they will conduct radiation tests on over 80% of the catch that is auctioned off at major auction houses and only seafood that passes the test will be allowed to be distributed. Uh, For farmed seafood, radiation tests will be expanded to include 6,000 samples from representative fish farms by region and species, focusing on the top 15 species that account for 98% of the total farmed fish productions. Now uh, this is quite uh, a big thing because uh, South Koreans are quite alarmed because they're not uh, they're also worried about salt production and salt products as well, um, and we're, we're seeing a lot of people even buying, uh, rating salt products in the supermarkets after uh, before Japan dumps the contaminated water in the sea, so um, a lot of people are wondering if the salt products is going to be included in the inspections. Well, the answer is that the government has planned to conduct radiation tests on salt from 150 represented farms, uh, salt farms that account for 50 percent of the total solar salt production. And they also plan to inspect already produced and stored solar salt through private inspection agencies. Now, the government also plans to check about 20,000 seafood uh, handling companies at least three times during the first 100 days after the discharge. Now, these checks will involve all available personnel, including the Ministry of Oceans and Fisheries, local governments, coast guards, and honorary inspectors. But the big thing is that critics say that uh, plans to check about 20,000 seafood handling companies at least three times during the first days after this charge. Now, they're saying that uh, the, the this is just another area where the government should aim for comprehensive testing instead of rather they're representing sampling mm-hmm. um, uh, of doing this so this this is another kind of loophole that some people would say uh, regarding the seafood products. Yeah,
0: I mean there is uh, also legit uh, concerns over the sea salt, right? I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys know, but uh, it's it's being sold out everywhere. Yeah, they're are- raiding yes. the
2: supermarkets, yeah.
0: And people I have a supermarket right next to my house and they they people are buying this by like 30 kilograms wow. of salt because, and the reason for this is not because they're going to consume, uh, what is it? Kimjang season is coming oh, up, yeah. right? Uh, during the, the fall season, it requires a lot of salt, mm-hmm. and so there's some panic in regards to this. I, the reason, I, I don't know if our listeners heard all the going on with my keyboard. Yeah, this keyboard is very loud. Uh, the reason why I was doing some research was because of what Pan uh, had mm-hmm. said in regards to no cases found to be unfit from about 76,000 inspections of domestically produced and distributed sea, um, seafood. Uh, but also, th- the problem is the seafood that's coming in from Japan is what it is. And mm-hmm. so I know that uh, Fukushima fish uh, seafood is banned. But mm-hmm. seafood from like other parts of Japan is not banned, no. and so there's uh, a lot of uh, you know inspection that are done. And I know that mm-hmm. there's been a lot of cases. They were saying, and this is just uh, data. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is uh, when is this from? This is from uh, 2021. And uh, since uh, two, what is it? Uh, since t- 2011, uh, they were saying that almost 10 percent of seafood from Fukushima and seven other prefectures, uh, 11 times higher the sells the cesium level, mm-hmm. uh, and so. Domestically, for now, it's not a problem because, you know, wastewater hasn't been released just yet, but it's, you know, moving forward here. And so, again, the the concerns are... Truly real, and uh, I'm I'm really concerned because my weekends are usually raw fish and Mm -hmm. soju, and this is going to upset me quite a bit later on. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, Director General Rafael Grossi, Mm -hmm. uh, of course the IAEA chief, uh, met with Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida to hand over the final comprehensive report during his four-day visit to Japan. Now, he's scheduled to Mm -hmm. arrive in Korea uh, today. uh, Hannah, what is the purpose of his visit here?
1: Well, it seems the upcoming visit will likely be focused on explaining the IAEA comprehensive report to the South Korean government, uh, which is a st- uh, key stakeholder and neighboring country of Japan. Now, he is expected to meet with Yooki, the chairperson of the Nuclear Safety and Security Commission, on Saturday to explain the details of the report. He will then meet with Foreign Minister Pak Jin, who may also discuss ways in which South Korea and the IAEA can work together. Now, the South. Korean government is also scheduled to release a report on Friday which is today uh, summarizing the results of its own review of the safety of the contaminated water discharge plan which may also lead to an exchange of views.
0: Yeah and the big thing is of course again uh, the South Korean government and the IAEA doing a joint analysis but uh, that's in the the latter half of the second half of the latter half of the mm-hmm. year is what they said and mm-hmm. so the big concern is that what about after like once they start discharging it then why Why you know what the analysis would is the analysis and the inspection going to do? But if you look at the other, if you kind of think about it, well, if there is, the levels are too high and if it becomes a problem and the IAEA kind of says, you know, going to put a halt to this, maybe Mm -hmm. that's one of the things that could come out. But again, the the joint inspection is going to be quite interesting here. Uh, Again, we talked about how it may impact Okay, we're not. We can't say a hundred percent that it's going to affect us uh, in South mm-hmm. Korea just yet. But it is certainly going to impact the fisheries sector for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though the IAEA. It uh, starts at the plant that discharges the contaminated water into the ocean follows international safety standards. So, Chiang, uh, what is the general sentiment in the fishing industry?
2: Well, uh, SJ, to put it plainly, um, the industry is on edge. Now, they're looking back to August 2013 when uh, TEPCO confessed to uh, the Fukushima plant leaking uh, contaminated water. Now, remember how seafood consumption took uh, a nosedive mm-hmm. back then? Uh, so they're worried. They might be looking at a replay of that scenario when, or when, or if Japan um, dumps the uh, contaminated water into the oceans. Now, so that's why industry uh, insiders are voicing their voicing their concern. Now, a representative from the Korea Federation of Coastal Fishery Associations said that they're almost sure uh, seafood sales are going to take a hit. Now, there's a real sense of unease among the fishermen. And uh, the representative also stressed that right now, calming the, those public fears is their top priority. Now, consumers are also voicing their concerns. Now, a recent survey by Korea Gallup shows that a striking 62% of those polled said that they were very worried about the possible contamination of Korean seas and seafood from the Fukushima discharge, and another 16% percent to be uh, admitted to being somewhat worried. Uh, Plus, a study by the Consumer Citizens Association suggested that almost 92.4 percent of respondents plan to dial back on seafood if the contaminated water from the nuclear plant is discharged. So it's it's clear that the concern is really hitting home for people.
0: Okay, so because I love raw fish so much, I'm going to put this on the playing card here uh there's also reports we have to understand that japan is not going to be the only country that's been releasing tritium into the ocean right there's Mm -hmm. a number of nuclear power plants in china and there's high levels of tritium apparently uh being released by the nuclear power plants there and so that's kind of the complaint by uh, uh, japan as well it's like china you have no right to complain because you guys are releasing a whole bunch of tritium and no one's saying anything about this why just us and so if China certainly indeed have been releasing high levels of tritium, still found to be safe, at least according to the standards here. And we've been eating a lot of the fish in the West Sea and it's okay, apparently, then I guess maybe things are going to be okay. And people, the the concerns are going to be just temporary, and then people are going to be eating once again. But still, for the time being, there are true concerns from the consumers right there. Because again, South Korea being surrounded by the ocean, there's, you know, high level of seafood being eaten in the country. But still, though, there is a high percentage of people in Korea who are very much concerned. But how is the government addressing this issue, though?
2: Uh, Yeah, now, that's a great question, SJ. Um, The government has outlined measures to expand the number of radiation tests on seafood during the production and distribution stages. Now, they continue to uphold the ban on seafood imports from Fukushima and seven other prefectures, as we mentioned before. And the standard of radiation inspection on seafood imported from other regions of Japan is said to be 10 times stricter than that in the United States or Europe. Now, to respond to such concern of the anticipation of a shrink in consumption, the government's thrown together an emergency budget. Now, we're talking about 290 billion won, and this will go into government and private purchases enough to buy up to 20% of the coastal fisheries output, or around 230,000 tons. But the tricky part is that they've not yet got into specifics about how to directly support the fishermen and the industry itself. But it might not be enough because the National Federation of Fisheries Cooperatives kicked off a quote-unquote Save Our Seafood movement just last month. And they're really pushing a seafood safety campaign. And then there's the Korea Federation of Coastal Fisheries Associations. They've got a rally coming up on the 10th in Busan and they're going to be making some noise about promoting seafood consumption. And let's not forget about the fishermen. Uh, we're expecting to hear calls from for support measures, given the anticipated dip in seafood consumptions and the potential hit to fishermen. And there are some uh, even some rallies popping up against the Fukushima plants uh, contaminated water discharge. And it's safe to say that this issue is on everyone's radar. Um
0: so, you know, there's going to be two sides to this, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's going to be one side who is going to say, well, you know what? The release of the contaminated water is inevitable. Mm-hmm. And so now as the, uh, the Korean fisheries group, whatever it, group it may be, they're going to go, okay, since it's inevitable, we're going to do whatever we can to really... Convince the people that it is safe to eat, mm. right? Eat our seafood. That whatever that we're gonna, you know, purchase from Japan or whatever fish that we're gonna catch off the coast of wherever you know we're located, that it's safe. People, Korean people, don't worry about it. Uh, the 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 scientific the numbers are out. The uh, the data is out. The analysis is out. It's all safe to go. And then there's gonna be the other group that's gonna go please stop the release of the wastewater because we're going to die. Our industry is going to die because people are going to be concerned. They're not going to buy any fish. They're not going to eat any, any of the mm-hmm. stuff that we're going to be catching. So there's going to be two sides here. But I, I, I have a feeling, though, it's going to be more people who is going to be pushing to – pushing for people to consume the seafood. Saying, mm-hmm. I mean, because, I mean, that's that's how they're going to have to make the money, right? I mean, right. That's, I mean it's inevitable that they're going to be releasing the, the contaminated water. So – We'll see what happens, but again, I mean, th- there is a very good chance that the, 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 the worries are going to be temporary and then people are going to start eating uh, fish once again. Uh, let's talk economy because economy is also worrying, but yeah. some bright news. Uh, current account surplus returned to positive for the first time in the month of May. As the goods balance surged for the second consecutive months, we had the dividends from overseas subsidiaries increasing. Hannah, uh, tell us more about this.
1: Sure. Now, according to the Bank of Korea, the country's current account surplus stood at $1.93 billion, which is about $2.5 trillion in May. And it was a one-month turnaround from a deficit in April. However, the cumulative current account deficit for the year to date through May is still $3.44 billion. And compared to January through May, Of last year, it was $22.25 billion lower. Nevertheless, the BOK expected the current account to continue to improve in June. Now, breaking down May's current account, the goods balance posted its second consecutive month of surplus, continuing from April, and exports were about uh, 14.7% lower year over year. Now, due to the global economic slowdown, the export of semiconductors, petroleum products, chemicals, and steel products was uh, part particularly weak. And by region, exports to Southeast Asia, China, Japan, and the EU were reduced. However, exports of passenger vehicles surged 52.9% from a year earlier, and imports also fell by 13.5%. On the other hand, the primary income account, which had been in the red, turned positive in May. This was largely driven by higher dividends from foreign subsidiaries, which helped the dividend income balance jump from a 550 million dollar deficit to a 900 million dollar surplus in the month And now, the net worth of the financial account increased by $2.65 billion in May, and direct investment increased by $3.17 billion, with Korea's outward FDI and inward FDI by foreigners uh, increasing by $1.07 billion. Now, according to the BOK, it says the trend of net inflows will be maintained in June, but it remains to be seen whether it will continue.
0: We're going to shift our focus to the tech industry now. South Korean tech giants, Samsung Electronics, uh, they reported a drastic 95.7% drop uh, this in operating profits for the second quarter this year. Uh, they also experienced uh, heavy heavy operating losses uh, in the first quarter uh, as well now the company's been struggling with a slowdown in the semiconductor business uh, the global smartphone market hasn't been doing any favors either so Chiang, can you tell us more about this uh, downturn
2: Yeah, now, SJ, Samsung's operating profit fell to just 600 billion won, uh, which is a plummet of nearly 96% uh, uh, 96 compared to the same quarter last year. Now, this is a massive blow uh, considering Samsung's stature in the tech world. Uh, And analysts say that the reason behind this dramatic downturn is due to the fierce competition in Samsung's mobile division, particularly from Chinese manuals manufacturers like Huawei and Xiaomi. And also the memory chip segment, uh, which has been a consistent cash cow for Samsung, has faced pricing pressure due to oversupply in the market. Now, Samsung is aware of the challenges and is uh, investing heavily in new technologies like 5G and AI. And the second half of the year holds potential for improvement uh, with expected boosts in the memory market and the release of new products. Uh, on the other hand, Samsung's rival LG Electronics announced that its operating profit for the second quarter of this year has gone up by 12.7 percent compared to the same period last year, reaching a total of eight hundred and ninety two point seven billion won, which is equivalent to seven hundred ninety one million U.S. dollars, as well as a jump in sales where the company grew two point seven percent, reaching nineteen point. Point nine nine trillion one, which is equivalent to seventeen point seven billion U.S. dollars. I think
0: LG Electronics giving up their cell phone, their their they're smartphone. It. They're, that was a great move by LG <laughs> because then It was like the more cell phones they make, the more money they were losing. Exactly. They, just, they just couldn't compete with uh, some, and you could tell with... Like the slippery slope with this Samsung like Electro- this Samsung phones is that nowadays the phones are so well made and so high tech mm-hmm. that even if they come up with a new one, it's not so much better.
1: Right? like right. it, and it's, you it's, can't really tell the
2: difference you can't. Yeah. And, and just there they positioning in mm-hmm. the market it, you have Apple which is a high-end brand well Samsung is also a high-end yeah, yeah, yeah. brand and mm-hmm. you have the 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 Xiaomis which are very low end so mm-hmm. Samsung's positioning in the market especially in pricing is is quite is is it, it's in, in, in a, between it's in between mm-hmm. and it's put them in a sticky posi- mm. situation yeah and
0: then the thing that uh, also doesn't help is the fact that now I think uh, Apple pay right oh, Apple yes. pay is now That's... coming into Korea even mm-hmm. though you have to have a Hyundai card still. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot. Of, I know a lot of people who say they're going to. You know, they use the Galaxy phones because Samsung Pay is so, you know, so easy to use and so forth. And now that Apple Pay has been introduced mm-hmm. into South Korea, that might actually lead to less and less people buying uh, Galaxy phones. Mm. Which I mean, I like to root for the domestic companies, but here it is. Uh, let's move on here. Um, it's been known for quite a while that the U.S. has been. Struggling with a a, a drug crisis, Mm -hmm. and it's even more difficult because it's worse because fentanyl. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is the worst thing you could ever take, from Mm -hmm. what I understand. is planning to build a global coalition to combat the spread of illicit synthetic drugs. Now, Hannah, do tell us what the council aims to accomplish Mm -hmm. and uh, which countries are involved with this.
1: Sure. Uh, Now, the Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, will convene a virtual ministerial meeting to launch a global coalition to address synthetic drug threats on July 7th, which is today. And the U.S. State Department said this on Thursday. Now, the coalition will include about 84 countries countries and several international organizations and it aims to stop the manufacture and distribution of illicit synthetic drugs, identify new drug trends and reduce drug harm. It has been reported that South Korea will participate but not China which the U.S. has blamed for the fentanyl crisis. Now the Biden administration called on China to do more to combat the spread of illicit synthetic drugs but the U.S. has no sign yet that China plans to join a new U.S.-led coalition of 84 countries that will work to disrupt the spread of fentanyl and other drugs. Although China did not budge, it still does talk to other countries. And this was what the U.S. said that one of the reasons for creating the coalition was to get other countries to address the drug problem with China. But when asked if the goal was to pressure China, Todd Robinson, the Assistant Secretary of State for International Narcotics and Law Enforcement, told reporters that this is not about blaming or Pressuring anyone. And the U.S. government has been asking China to cooperate in fighting the fentanyl crisis at every opportunity, including the Secretary of State Blinken's recent trip to Beijing. In fact, China is the largest source of raw materials for fentanyl, and the U.S. government believes that the Chinese government is not doing enough to crack down on drug related businesses within its borders.
0: Fentanyl is—it's a very, very dangerous drug, and I don't know if you guys yes, seen indeed. clips mm-hmm. of certain neighbors, uh, neighborhoods in like I think it was Philadelphia. Philadelphia. I think was it Philadelphia? Philadelphia and uh,
1: San Francisco. Without. San Francisco
0: is pr- well. San Francisco's also going through a big, mm-hmm. big homeless crisis there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like they're they're zombies. Uh, There's people, you see them just like frozen in place uh, because and that's all of them using fentanyl there. Uh, Speaking of China, U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, she's in China uh, aiming to deepen communication with Beijing, uh, avoid potential misunderstandings as well. Uh, Jiang, can you give us a rundown of what's happening over there?
2: Sure. Now, Secretary Yellen arrived in China yesterday with a strong commitment to fostering healthy economic competition that benefits U.S. workers and companies as well as collaboration on global challenges. And she took to social media after her arrival. Now, upon landing, she tweeted her excitement about the visit and meeting with Chinese authorities and business leaders. And in her tweet, she emphasized the significance of the trip and pointed out that it provides an opportunity to communicate and steer clear of misunderstandings. Now, U.S. President Joe Biden has been very clear about his expectations from this visit. As Secretary Yellen added in her tweet that President Biden has tasked the government with deepening communication on a variety of issues between the U.S. and China, and she's hopeful to achieve this during her visit. Uh, Yellen's schedule is packed with key figures in China's economic circuit. Uh, She is expected to meet with uh, Premier Li Chang, uh, Vice President, Premier uh, Ha Li-feng and Finance Minister Liu Kun. And according to Reuters, Yellen will also meet with Liu He, uh, who is President Xi Jinping's Jinping's trusted economic aide. They will be meeting tomorrow. And they're expected to cover a wide range of economic issues, including uh, high U.S. tariffs on China, currency concerns, uh, the U.S.'s recent reshaping of the advanced technology industry supply all, supply chain under the so-called de-risking initiative, and also China's control of rare min- mineral reports. So there is a list of things that they have to cover tomorrow.
0: I just found it really interesting that the U.S. all throughout this time have just been doing all they can to stop China from doing this and that and you know, export bans on this and that. But Hey guys, <laughs> no misunderstandings here. You know, let's let's uh, you know let's uh, talk this out here. And again, I mean, uh, you know, China pulled out the big card with the uh, the mm. two uh, what is it uh, the, the the rare uh, the what is it
2: uh, the minerals minerals yeah. right the
0: rare minerals for mm-hmm. the uh, the semiconductors. So things have changed. Uh, <laughs> As as I finally started mm-hmm. getting used to the use of Instagram, uh, Facebook's parent company Meta has come out with a new social media, yes. Threads, uh, and they're they're basically throwing down the gauntlet to Twitter with the early momentum here mm-hmm. and. Uh, Threads. I don't know if anyone's signed up for it. I've seen clips of how it looks like and things like that It's basically text-based alternative to mm-hmm. Twitter and features are very similar But it's gonna be a head-to-head battle between Twitter and threads now. Hannah, tell us more about this. Yes,
1: sure Now this is the rival uh, rivalry uh, between the two largest social media apps And this is particularly interesting because it's a battle of egos between Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk The heads of America's leading tech companies now threads is an ambition that Zuckerberg Zuckerberg has been working on in secret while Twitter was acquired by Musk last year for $44 billion. Now Threads surpassed 30 million subscribers in less than a day since its launch on Wednesday, and Zuckerberg is posting the numbers in real time. And in less than a day, Threads appears to have taken the crown as the most rapidly downloaded app ever. It easily outstripped ChatGPT, which made headlines when it surpassed 1 million users five days after its launch. Now, Threads is currently the number one free app downloaded in Apple's App Store. On the other hand, Twitter has about 360 million monthly active users, which means that Threads gained about 10% of Twitter's subscribers in just a day. Some of Twitter's most-followed users, who are mostly celebrities, immediately joined Threads and began posting. Now, Threads were developed after Musk's uh, acquisition of Twitter, and when users felt unhappy with his new policies and left Twitter. So the aim was to attract and acquire users and advertisers who left Twitter. So the basic skeleton is pretty much the same as Twitter. However, it didn't, um copy Twitter's popular hashtags and it doesn't have a DM feature for sending one-on-one messages. And there is no website for PCs, only apps for iPhones and other uh, smart devices. And most importantly, Threads differs from Twitter in that it's based on Instagram. This is one of the biggest benefits Threads could offer to its users. And if you have an Instagram account, you can easily log in and um, Instagram users can easily create an account. This is actually the biggest reason why threads attracted users so quickly and because Instagram has over 2 billion monthly active users you you can guess that it can acquire users a uh, much more faster than chat GPT
0: okay so uh, since threads is gaining so much mm-hmm. traction in the early days of the launch. I'm sure Twitter is doing everything it can to counter threads here. Mm-hmm. But uh, how is uh, Elon Musk responding to all this?
1: Well, before we talk about uh, Mr. Musk, Twitter's CEO also emphasized in her tweet that the Twitter com- community can never be duplicated. And while she didn't directly mention threads in her tweet, it was clear that she was uh, taking aim at threads and that have developed uh, similar features to Twitter. And in a letter dated Wednesday, lawyers for Twitter threatened legal action against Meta, accusing it of using trade secrets from its former employees to build Threads. And Twitter also asked Meta to preserve internal documents relevant to a dispute between the two companies. And now about Elon Musk's reactions. Actually, Zuckerberg and Musk had been taking shots at each other online even before the launch of uh, the Thread application, and their ego clash was notable for being a clash of billionaires. And with the explosive growth of Threads subscriptions, it's only a matter of time before it catches up with the number of Twitter users. Thread is actually gaining traction, especially after Musk limited the number of posts you can see per day on Twitter last week. This has caused a lot of backlash from the users. And Zuckerberg uh, promised to not include ads until Thread's Uh, Threat reaches 1 billion users and this also could contribute to user growth in the future But unlike today, Twitter's functionality could change dramatically in the future Because uh, since October of last year, Musk has been trying to transform Twitter with a long-term plan called Twitter 2.0 And Musk called this an everything app. Now, the key is digital banking, and Musk is pushing for the ability for users to send money to each other and earn interest on deposits through the Twitter application. And with threads falling closely behind, Musk is likely to accelerate his Twitter 2.0 plans. Now, the chase between threads and Twitter seems to continue for some while, so now let's watch and see. I
0: know you talked about uh, ChatGPT earlier on, and mm-hmm. uh, I've actually been boycotting the use of ChatGPT ever since <laughs> uh, Last time someone wrote, who is S.J. Lee of Arirang Radio, and ChatGPT said, she she is the host of Korea <laughs> Now. Now, look what, Chats, these AIs are smart. Now, if you write, who is S.J. Lee of Arirang Radio, it says, it's possible that someone you are referring to is relatively new addition to the Arirang Radio team. <laughs> uh no information available about an individual named S.J. Lee, especially associated with I A.B. Mean, Young Radio. <laughs> ChatGPT has completely wiped me out of their oh, system SJ, here.
2: S.J., you got a hustle. This means that you're not doing hard enough, working hard enough for the. <laughs> I've, been for black, I've been
0: blacklisted by ChatGPT there. Guys, thank you very much for your report today. Have a safe weekend. We'll see you guys again. Thank, thank you. you. You can listen to Korea Now with me, S.J. Lee, by downloading the Arirang Radio application or tune in online by visiting www.arirangradio.com. So make sure you tune in Mondays through Fridays, 6pm to 8pm, Korea Time.